Attended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? Hello and welcome back to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. I'm your host as always, Joshua Insamo, here with my co-host, Mitchell Weatherall. Mitch, how are you doing today and how's your summer been? Good, man. It's been awesome. How's yours been? Yeah, not bad. And, you know, I love asking that question to start off every pod because, you know, summer's slowly coming to a close and it's sad because, you know, I love summer, but... That also kind of makes me happy because we're getting closer to the regular season for the National Hockey League. But, you know, what comes first before the regular season? The preseason. And today's episode is going to be about training camp preseason. And three players each, me and my co-host Mitchell Weatherall, are looking forward to watching at training camp. Mitch, why don't you get us started with your first one? So my first one, I got. I have really no order, but my, my first one I got to say is probably Ave Kubel. Now... It's just a one-year deal. It's nothing crazy. That's what everyone's thinking. But honestly, I'm looking back, and I'm just realizing everyone should be that he just came off the Stanley Cup championship run. And the Leafs, all these years, have been struggling just to get over that first-round hump. And now they're getting a depth player that made Stanley Cup run. And I think this signing... This one-year signing can be a huge impact for them because he's got experience, and that's what the Leafs lack. The Leafs are now getting experience out of a guy who's made a deep cup run. He's won it, and he knows what's, what what it takes in game sevens and six just to win. He's not going to get them a ridiculous amount of points, but he's gonna. I think he can do the job when they need it. And the Leafs are struggled to get that depth guy that will just step up and get them over that hump. And I think this guy can do that. He'll be that third, fourth-line guy that can just he'll just get it done for them. And that's what they need, that one guy outside of their superstars that will step up. All right, interesting. You know, I like Abe Kubel. I think he brings a good kind of style to the Leafs lineup. We know he's got some speed, underrated goal scorer a little bit in terms of, you know, the role he played with the Avalanche. Uh, you know, I'm looking at him as well in the preseason. Obviously, I, I don't have him ranked in my top three, but Abe Kubel, I think, is going to be a very nice addition in the top six. I think he's, I don't think it's like too bold of a take to say that he's better than what Jason Spezza gave us last year, if that makes sense. You know, Jason Spezza, he was very good, but very streaky. I think you get a little bit more out of Abe Kubel over an 82-game season. I think I like his speed a little more and his versatility. He can play up and down the bottom of the lineup. Um, you know, he had high expectations with the Flyers organization, obviously didn't pan out, but definitely a guy I'm going to be interested to watch. Why? Because he plays that right side, right? You know, there's tons of injuries all the time in hockey. How could he provide the Leafs that edge if he's moving up in the lineup? You know what I mean? I would like to see how he does potentially in a top nine role. Maybe he's on a one-year deal. And usually, you know, with the Maple Leafs history, uh, guys that come in here for, uh, you know, one season, usually have their best seasons and. Then they get paid, and the Oilers are probably going to give them a 7 times 7 next year. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, I'd be interested to see Kubel. Obviously, you know, I don't expect too much out of him. But like you said, he's a very solid guy. I think he has a very high floor but a shallow ceiling. So I think you know what you're going to get out of him. I think he's made uh, his career in the NHL. I think he knows who he is and how he plays. So, you know, obviously for me, I'm going to be watching out for him. But 
the first guy, in my opinion, I'm going to be watching out for. And this guy, like, this is a player that I don't think it's too much of a hot take. But, you know, we're talking about right wingers and we're talking about that bottom six. And my first guy is Wayne Simmons. And Wayne Simmons, you know, he's a fan favorite. I love Wayne. You know, growing up, he was, you know, a prolific scorer. He was he was insane. Like those Philly years, LA King seasons, he was a goal scorer. Um, you know, one of the best in the game throughout those years. And he just had that physical style. But last year, he really fell off a cliff in terms of, you know, offensive production and play style. Even when his first year when he came to the Leafs, he didn't really have that mojo that I think a lot of us ex- expected. Obviously, you know, his age is to be taken into a, you know into account there. But, you know, Wayne Simmons is a guy. I want to see how does he perform in training camp knowing that his job is potentially on the line. We saw last year in the playoffs in round one, you know, he wasn't an every game guy. He was, um, you know, very useful in terms of the physical aspect of the game. But, you know, offensively, I want to see more production out of the bottom six this year from the Maple Leafs. I don't know about you, but that to me is where the team got better this year. I think there's a lot more goal scoring from the bottom of the lineup. And, you know, you talked about guys scoring at clutch moments and stuff like that. Replacing Jason Spezza used to do that a, a ton of the time. You know, how good is this bottom six going to be next year? Blackwell, I loved having him here. He was an energy bug. But, you know, he didn't really contribute offensively. He only had three points in 20 games in the regular season. So, you know, how's he going to do, um, you know, now that his job might be up for grabs in Wayne Simmons? And Abe Kubel is a guy that I think could potentially take that fourth line right wing spot and you know if i'm mocking what i would love to see out of the leafs lineup for next season right now i don't have wayne simmons in there and i know that might be shocking to some people but you know the lineup that i have penciled in so far i don't have wayne in there because i just think the right side now with the signing of cal yarn i know they lost andre kasha but still yarn and all get all kubel along with mitch marner and william nylander on that right wing chart i don't know it's pretty stacked and you look at the left side now wayne simmons has the ability to play the left side but I don't think I'd play him on the left wing. I don't wing. see room for him. I, I think you're right with those Kubel and Yarnkrol. I don't see room. I think they have the right winger set up. I don't see room for them anymore. That's what I mean. So, you know, he this is his uh, last year with the Leafs uh, contract-wise, making 800-plus. But, you know, this is a guy I think he might be on that bubble spot. But, you know, what's going to happen with guys like him? Another guy who I don't have in my top three, but Kyle Clifford you know, I, I didn't have him in my top three because I kind of feel like he fits this exact mold as Wayne Simmons. You know, there's more opening on the left wing there. So maybe Clifford slides in. I could see, yes, just because of that opening, but I think Wayne's done. It's just sad because, you know, I, I love Wayne. I, I loved watching him play growing up. So seeing him come to the end, maybe he gets dealt. I don't see Dubis, no, um, you know. Who's going to come Yeah, but I, I just can't. It depends. Like, do you think... A guy like Wayne Simmons would be comfortable with the press box role where he's sitting up, you know, in the stands at Scotiabank Arena 70 times out of the 82 games. I can't see that. And I also can't see a world where Kyle Dubas sends him down. He did take a discount to come here initially when that contract was signed with the Leafs. So, you know, that is something I, I, I just can't, I can't see him wanting to go to the AHL. I can't see Kyle Dubas doing that as well. So it's like tough because I don't see him sitting in the press box. But I also don't see him going to the A. And right now, I just see it tough for him to be an everyday player on the Leafs. But, you know, there's always injuries. So maybe this is something that I think I'm overlooking at. But that's just something, you know, when the preseason comes. How is Wayne going to perform when his job is on the line? Because I don't think he's had this competition um, yet in his Maple Leafs career. 
Uh, so I'm going to be excited to see how he does there. I'm hoping he pulls through because I would love to have Wayne in the lineup. I think he brings that physical sandpaper edge that this team needs. But, you know, right now I just don't know if, um, you know, he's a lock, let's say, to be on the roster. And that's why I'm going to be watching out for him. But, uh, Mitch, who's your second guy you'll be watching out for in preseason? Uh, I'm going to go with Nick Robertson. I just, I just think he has so much potential on the Leafs. And he, there's definitely room for him coming up. He's young. He, there's so much he can do. And I just, he's been a guy I've always kept my eye out moving forward playing in Toronto. We saw him in a bit in the playoffs. I think it was a Canadian series. But I just, I just, I can't wait to see this guy moving forward. And I just, I'm really excited to see him. He's got so much potential. Yeah, you know, I think Nick Robertson's a guy that I think basically all of Leafs Nation knows has the skill set to be good. I think we're all just still waiting for that breakout. Obviously, Leafs management has been waiting for it too. You know, he's been relied upon in some pretty key situations when injuries have happened. You know, we've seen him play in the top six already, but, you know, he brings that speed element. One thing I'll give credit to Nick Robertson is he's a very determined player. He's a workhorse. Like, there was times last year where I'd be sitting at Scotiabank Arena and just watch, like, I would just focus in on him and his compete level and his effort to win the puck back from his opposition when he loses the puck. It's at a very high rate. It's at a rate a lot higher than most NHL players in terms of determination. And to me, that speaks volumes, right? I think he'd easily play in this Maple Leafs bottom six right now without question. I think I'd prefer him in the lineup over Kyle Clifford any day of the week because, you know, the game's moved away from that physical element, that sandpaper style. It's more about goals and offense. And yes, you do need a guy to answer the bell, I feel like, at certain times because, you know, there is times in games where some stuff gets you know, blown out of proportion. We saw with the Jets game last year where things could get crazy. So I think those guys are still valued. Don't get me wrong. And I'm a huge guy that loves hits. Trust me, I'm a bigger guy myself. So, you know, body checking was kind of the way I had to play, um, you know, this sport growing up. But, you know, I, I just think right now this team is, you know, very focused on speed. And I think you have to commit to that style. And I think they're committed to scoring and offense. And I think you, by you having all these kind of different kind of players, I know it always looks good. You want to have a well mix of everything, but... I just think this team has to stick to what they're trying to do here to get the best results. So I agree with that. I think Nick Robertson, I think he's going to have a very good season. I think he's a guy, you know, I already mentioned that I think he's going to be a sleeper um, going into next season. And I agree for sure. That's a guy I'm going to be watching. I think everybody's going to be watching out for to see what kind of impact can he make on the Leafs this season. My second player now is defenseman Justin Hall. You know, I'm looking out for Justin Hall in preseason. Why? because of Mitchell's reaction that I just saw there. You know, everybody has been on the Justin Hall, you know, hate train. Like, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but most of Leafs Nation has been, rightly so. He has had some very disastrous moments. But I'm watching out for Justin Hall. Why? Because that right-hand side of the Maple Leafs decor is a little bit stronger than what it's been in years past. We're seeing a lot of growth out of Timothy Liljegren. I would potentially put him as a third guy I'd be watching out for in this preseason. But like I said with Clifford, I kind of feel like Lilligren slides into this uh, same role as Justin Hall in a way that I'm looking to see how is the right-handed defenseman side, chart basically, how is it going to stack up? Who's going to be top? Who's going to be the bottom? I think TJ Brody is going to be in that middle this year. Um, but, you know, who's going to be on Morgan Riley's pairing, right? We lost Labushkin. There's a lot of question marks there. How is Justin Hall going to do? Justin Hall in the COVID year, I liked a lot of his play. You know, there was times where he went up against McDavid where he was physical and he was shut down. And if I could just see the simpleness out of Justin Hall, I don't think he's a top four defenseman. So that has to get thrown in the trash can. I think we've seen it time and time again. 
the top end players in this league will rip him apart. The top end speed will destroy him and they will burn him. And that's where, you know, a lot of the Leafs Nation fan base drives that hate from is because we've seen him get, you know, purely embarrassed. I think this is a guy that you put him on the right-hand side of your third pairing, potentially with a Sandin or if you want to do Giordano. I don't care who. Just do not put him in the top four. I think your top four needs to be Lilligren and TJ Brody for next season. I think against third-pairing third pairing matchups for Justin Hall, I think he can have a very nice season. We know his cap hit is a little bit higher than you know most would like, but you know I think there's some teams in the league that would be interested in Justin Hall. Why? Because I think they see the same things as me. He has the cocky sense in a way. It's just sometimes it's just not all there, and it's really frustrating, especially as a fan of the team. But I think Justin Hall, you put him on a third-pairing role. I'm going to be watching out for him in preseason because I don't think he's as bad as we saw last year when it got really dark. So maybe over the summer, the offseason, he kind of fixed things. Maybe he realized, you know, taking a summer back and just watching and, you know, improving your physical standards and stuff like that could go a long way. We saw with Cody Cece when he went to the Pittsburgh Penguins. He went from, you know, a guy that, like Justin Hall, was the main target of the Leafs fan base for hate. And he went to Pittsburgh and he earned himself a nice contract now with the Edmonton Oilers with some terms. So, you know, I think... Maybe the Leafs can fix Justin Hall here. I don't expect him to be a top four defenseman. I think that is just not what he's built for. But, you know, it'd be interesting to see how Justin Hall can do this here. Because I think he's gotten a lot of hate. And judging by your reaction when I said his name, I I think that proved me right here. And, you know, I I think Justin Hall, you know, this right-handed shot here is very coveted in Toronto. Because we don't have very much of it. TJ Brody, very good uh, defensive defenseman. Plays the right side. So, you know, good move for him. But Lilligren, this is a guy as well. I put in this box. I think he's a lot better than Justin Hall. I think he's got a higher ceiling. I think he's more mobile. You know, obviously one was a first-round pick. So, you know, what am I going to see from Timothy this year? Um, you know, he's starting to get to that point of his career. You know, this was a guy they jumped on signing early in the offseason compared to where things stand with Sandine. So, you know, Lilligren's a guy I think is going to have some good value this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the player that breaks out for this Maple Leafs team this year. You know, I think he could easily play on that top pairing with Morgan Riley. I know it's a little bit of an undersized pairing, but they're quick, and I think they're both very fluent skaters to play against top teams. So if Lilligren could just find that mix, I think uh, you know he's going to be quite the player. And even if you want to play him with Giordano, that veteran defenseman to kind of coach him along on the ice in terms of play, you know, leadership, that's where that comes into account. So, you know, I think Lilligren is a very, very interesting player as well, but I'm watching out for Justin Hall. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. They're, they're, they do have a really wide-open right side, and that's a crazy part. So I could see him still being within that spot, but Timmy, Timmy's a lot better in my opinion. So I think, like, in the past, like, there's still some good out of Hall. We see him, like, we've seen him. He can sh- he's tough physical against guys like McDavid and superstars around this league. So that's good. Like, they, they got a preventative guy like that. But it's just, it is frustrating when that's not in him and he's doing, he's making silly mistakes like he has in the past. So... He's one way or another, in my opinion, but there's nothing crazy to see. He's He he knows, so, like, it's, like, I kind of view it as, like, a 2.0 Gardner situation right now, but, again, like, he, he still has some to prove if he wants a spot on this team, so he's definitely a guy worth a lot of people looking out for, too, but we just don't know exactly. I personally think the Leafs should be getting rid of him. He's just, he's just, he's just a problem, and I just, they don't need that, but now, like, he, if he can prove himself a bit and fight for a spot, then their their right white right side is wide open. So, yeah, they just gotta go from there and see what happens. 
Yeah, you know, I, like I said, I don't expect Justin Hall to contribute offensively or anything that crazy. I just want to see if he's a little bit more calmer when the puck's on his stick in the defensive zone. Is he making the simple, smart plays? Is he eliminating most pressure? Is he, you know, the turnover aspect of his game, has that gone away over the summer? Does he look quicker? Does he look like he's in better shape? All stuff like that. I think Justin Hall is overhated in a lot of ways. Yes, he's had his lapses, but I think Justin Hall is, you know, a very serviceable third-pairing guy. Uh, I just think he gets caught in the crossfire here being a Toronto Maple Leaf. You already brought up the Jake Gardner situation. We saw what happened with CC. It's the best fan base in the league, but it's certainly the most toxic. superstars like that so you just gotta like he's good for that thing especially like i don't respect anything offensive out of the guy but the fact that he shut down those superstars like that's impressive so but again he has his streaks and stuff like that so i get why the hate's there to be honest yeah so that that's where i'll go there with justin hall now mitch do you have your third guy that you want to bring up here i really like the samsung He can either be really good or really bad, but I do, like, there's two ways you can go about, like, even if, like, I've always been a big Samsonov fan, he stole the job from Holtby, we're all gonna, like, we just gotta, we all gotta let that sink in for a minute, so, this guy, like, I don't, I personally don't think their number one spot's a lock right now, to be honest, I just, I just think, like, I just, it's, it's gonna be a battle for that top spot, and I think Samsonov can put up a fight for that, because even if, like, Hope he isn't a good sense, so I just I think like that goalie spot's not up yet for is up for grabs, and I wouldn't depend on Murray being that number one starter yet with Samson out there. So I think it's a really underrated signing, and it's not being looked at enough. Oh yeah, for sure. Ilya Samsonov is a great player. Um, you know he was picked twenty second overall, right? Yeah. And you know. I know I said the word great there. He hasn't been in terms of what we've seen so far in this league, but in terms of his potential um, and, you know, his pedigree as a prospect, he has certainly the opportunity to be great. You know, he's a very fluent skater for a goaltender. You know, I'm a goalie myself, so I always look at, you know, positioning and how does he play in high leverage moments. And he was very good at certain times for the Washington Capitals. There were streaks where he was clearly the number one goalie there in Washington. Obviously, he was rivaled with Vitek Vanacek. There was some serious controversy last year in the COVID year, sorry, the year before, where, you know, there was COVID, where he got caught in the mix with it with some Capitals players. There were some injuries where Vanacek kind of got on a run and stole the show for a bit. But Sam Sonov's a guy that I think his, his, just, his development has been fumbled by Washington. And then I think this year Washington just said, you know what? We're going to get rid of both you guys because we haven't got the results from either one of you that we wanted or coveted. So we're going to go out and pay Kemper. I think Kemper is obviously, obviously a good goalie. So, you know, there's a lot of hate on Kemper. I don't understand it. So I'm just going to ignore that. But, you know, Sam Sonov, still young, 25 years old, a former first-round pick. The Leafs have a new goaltending style here, a new management coming in. No more Briere. So, 
you know, how are the Leafs going to work with him now, right? And he's on a one-year deal. So, like I said, these one-year deals in Toronto, somehow they are like a, a, like they are a gold mine because these guys somehow get signed to these seven times seven contracts by the Edmonton Oilers and all that. Like they, everybody wants the, everybody wants the Leafs. So you know, I think Sam Sonom's a guy that can certainly catch fire. Now I got to disagree with the Murray slander. Like Murray's my guy, and I think I'm high on him this year. I think he's gonna have a nice season. Now one thing is I. I one thing with no no with Samsonov no I think Samsonov's the one B right now, but with Murray the thing is I'm not forecasting him to be a Vesna guy and that would be insane. I really hope that happens because I love Matt Murray, always have. But one thing about Matt is I kind of feel like we're gonna get these streaks where he's going on these really hot runs, and then there's also gonna be some cold runs. I don't think it's gonna be as drastic of a fall off as we saw last year with Jack Campbell. You know, going from a Vesna guy potentially to, you know, arguably, you know, one of the worst goalies in the league the second half, um, you know, but still, I think you're going to get a little bit of that, not just that echelon, just above mediocre goaltending from Murray. And I think Sam Sonov's just going to give you some really good stability behind him. Obviously, these are two guys that, you know, they've had injury pasts, which is very concerning. So that's going to leave my third guy who I'm about to say coming up. But, you know, I'm high on Sam Sonov. Now, would I take a guy like him in fantasy? Probably not. I think he's going to split the role with Murray. Um, but, you know, I think Sam is a guy that I agree. I'd love to watch in the preseason. I'm going to be watching both goaltenders to see how they do. And, um, you know, I'm just rooting for both these guys. I think Sam Sonov still is a very good goaltender. I think he can certainly play in this league. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping for the best for both these guys. Yeah, the obvious split start, I think, for both of them. And I think the thing Murray has over Campbell is the playoff experience. Murray's yeah. been on a cup run. Campbell has it. Mm-hmm. Paying him a lot of money for a big fall off like they did. I don't. I think the Leafs were smart to let him go. So I don't know if I'd say like I think Murray's somewhat of an upgrade if you look at it. Like maybe not statistically, but experience wise, it's a massive upgrade. Murray's positioning and his size, I, I think it's going to be a very very useful tool to this Maple Leafs team. He's a very calm goaltender compared to Jack Campbell, who's a very you know exciting guy and. You know, I'm a goalie that kind of always liked to play that entertaining style. You know, Marc-Andre Fleury yeah. being my favorite. You know, I love those kind of goaltenders that, you know, they like to make those crazy saves. Like, the save of the season, in my opinion, is still that save that Jack Campbell made against the Colorado Avalanche. I don't know how he jumped across his crease like that. Like, that is why I love Jack. It's just because moments like that. But Matt Murray, you don't really see those much. Like, Matt Murray's highlights, if you watch, like, his best saves are, like, maybe where he gets caught out of positioning, but it's, like, his, like, paddle that'll save him. Like... He's I, he is he's not a fun, like he's not a fun goalie. He's very calm and you know I he's like, like that. A good thing, yeah, no, like that's like Hellebuck, right? Like he's very sound and calm. And I think that's what this Leaf teams need. This Leaf seems needed for a while here is somebody that's just calm in the net. You know, when things get tough, who's a guy that just stop the puck, just do your job, just save the puck, just keep it out of the net. I think Mamory's a guy that knows what's on the line here. I think his NHL career's on the line here. I think he knows this team has been. You know, th- this, like, nagging joke of not being able to make it out of the first round. He's a guy that's won two Stanley Cups. He's going to come in here. He's got a lot to prove. He feels comfortable. He's been saying how comfortable he feels here. He's going back to familiar faces and Michael Bunting and Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe. And you go down the list. I think right now Matt Murray is going to be a nice add. I think Sam Sonov is a much better backup than Peter Morazic yeah. in, in any yeah, circumstance. So... 
You know what? That's just uh, my take on that. But now my third guy here as we get to the end of this episode here is a very interesting pick here. And I'm going off the board, like majorly off the board. If you thought my last one and Justin Hall was off the board, this one might be even worse. And that is goaltender Dryden McKay, who was signed last, well, just before the offseason, really hit full stride. Dryden McKay, 24 years old goaltender, who, you know, is coming off winning the Hobie Baker Award. Um in the NCAA, he like it's very hard to describe his play style, but let me just read you his numbers, okay? So last season at Minnesota State University, in 43 games, he had a 1.31 goals against average and a 9.31 save percentage. If you want to go to the 2021 season, in 26 games, he had a 154 goals against average and a 9.24 save percentage. Now, yes, he did get nabbed for. Um, I'm not sure quite exactly what it was. It was some sort of steroid uh, that they found in his system that earned him a suspension from NCAA, but obviously that doesn't matter because he is now heading to the pros. But, you know, Dryden McKay, a very good goaltender, very good positionally. He's got a little bit of athleticism to him. I think this is a guy that, you know, very sneaky, coming off winning the Hobie Baker. Maybe he makes that run in here to be that third-string goaltender. I think Matt Murray and Sam Sonov are going to get all the opportunity this season, uh, I don't think that's you know a very hot take, but I think Dryden McKay, as soon as the following season, so maybe when he gets to 23-24 that year, uh, we start to see Dryden McKay maybe as that Sam Stonov replacement. You run a Matt Murray and a McKay uh, goaltending tandem. Obviously, Dryden is a guy that there's not a lot of hype because the Leafs have made so many changes to that position this offseason. Um, but Dryden McKay, you know, I'm high on I saw him play last year in the NCAA playoffs, and he was just awesome. And that is what you need. He has made some crucial saves uh, when his team needed him. And, you know, he has that athleticism where I think he could play at the pro game. And, you know, goaltenders are so hard to judge, especially prospect goaltenders. But, you know, he was very sound positionally. He's a very good skater. He was very good on his edges. There wasn't a point in mostly every single of the 43 games he played in that he was caught off guard. There were some ups and downs throughout the year but he was just a great player and you know i'm really excited to see him uh, he's gonna obviously gonna play at the marley's this season we don't even know if he's gonna get the invite i expect him to now that you know some of the goalie prospects in this system are gone but we also look at guys like joseph wall right there's tons of guys that you can go through um this maple Leafs goaltending depth chart you know if you want to talk about shalgren right like shalgren's still gonna be here i think shalgren's easily gonna be the third goalie for the season but you know i think dryden mckay i, I think he's a sleeper pick uh, maybe he goes to the East Coast League this year, but I think Dryden McKay is a guy that I'm very excited to watch. And, you know, just the, how fluent he is when he's in the in the crease. And I think he's going to get a lot of fans uh, fairly quickly because I think he's not the real deal. I don't think he's going to be a starter, but I think he could be that, you know, I think he'd be a sneaky piece. What do you think? Yeah, I think their goaltending set, but I would look forward to him within the next two to three years for sure. The numbers show... But he, like he's a good future guy to look down for in the long run. But like that's the thing with goalies, like they're you don't you don't see them till later, right? So I'd keep an eye on him now and see what he can do. But again, I think their goalie goaltending set, but he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on for in the future. Yeah, one thing is though, he is at twenty four years of age already, so it's not like you know you're gonna have the luxury of watching him for about three to four seasons in the minors develop. Yeah. Although we've seen that before. But like a comparable for me is like Casey DeSmith of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Like you know, a longer road to the NHL from the collegiate level, um, you know, provides some very good backup goaltending depth for the Penguins. We've seen him have some good years with them, but, 
I think he's a guy that he can certainly play at the top level. We know his dad, also a goaltender that played in one game for the Hartford Whalers. So, you know, I think Dryden McKay is certainly a guy I'm going to be watching out for and, you know, seeing what he can do at the pro level. But that's just my three to look at at this year's training camp and preseason. Uh, we've heard your three as well. Uh, that should be all from us today. Uh, anything you want to add today, Mitch? I think I'm good. I think we said it all. Just, yeah, looking forward to it. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. We hope to see you again soon. I know what I see